Hard to believe the month of October is about to close, and our observation of Respect Life Month is nearly over. Welcome to everyone here today, for you are the life of the church. And if you're from a faith tradition other than Catholic, I invite you at communion time to come forward with your arms crossed for a blessing from Father. No matter where you're from, we're glad you're here. Now, let us prepare for worship. 
love your neighbor as yourself. At first thought, this seems easy. Of course, it depends on how you define neighbor. What about if they don't look like me? Or I don't like the way they look at all? Or I don't agree with them? Maybe we complicate the neighbor thing too much. We come to this Mass knowing that all life comes from the Lord. And it is Christ, not us, who has made us neighbors in the first place. Uniting as God's people, we begin our worship by singing, You gather in the outcast on page two of your worship aid. You gather in the outcast.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. So we're on our fifth week of looking at life issues. And we get hit right between the eyes this weekend. First reading from Exodus that says, You shall not molest the alien. You shall not oppress them. So it brings us face to face with a lot of the contemporary challenges that we have in culture. As we begin our prayer, then we bow our heads and think about the times that we have defined neighbor pretty narrowly and ask God for mercy and forgiveness as we strive to love all people as he has loved us. And so we pray, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, what I have done and in what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. And I have asked the Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, we raise our voices singing glory to God in the highest. Almighty, ever-living God, increase our faith, our hope, and our charity. 
and make us love what you command so that we may merit what you promise. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. Thus says the Lord, You shall not molest or oppress an alien, for you were once aliens yourselves in the land of Egypt. You shall not wrong any widow or orphan. If ever you wrong them and they cry out to me, I will surely hear them. My wrath will flare up and I will kill you with the sword. Then your own wives will be widows and your children orphans. If you lend money to one of your poor neighbors among my people, you shall not act like an extortioner toward him by demanding interest from him. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, you shall return it to him before sunset. For this cloak of his is the only covering he has for his body. What else has he to sleep in? If he cries out to me, I will hear him, for I am compassionate. The word of the Lord. Please join in on the responsorial psalm found in your worship aid.
reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, you know what sort of people we were among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, receiving the word in great affliction with joy from the Holy Spirit, so that you became a model for all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For from you, the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and in Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. For they themselves openly declare about us what sort of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to await his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the coming wrath. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, teacher, which commandment of the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That is the greatest in the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The bulletin this week carries what I hope is a very disturbing picture. It's about eight years old already. It's about a little boy washed up on the shore. It's awful. Take it home and put it on your fridge. Because it perfectly, unfortunately, helps us to understand what the scriptures are this weekend as we take a look at Jesus' teaching. You know, it's easy for us. I grew up on a dead-end street in Waterloo, and we knew all of our neighbors. There were one, two, three, four, five, six houses on one side, 
and seven on our side. In fact, on the last house was uh, Terry Leonard's parents. So I knew her way before I came here when she used to come and visit. But neighbor is much different when we look at it in terms of what the scriptures are talking about. And so we first have the first blush that comes to us from this reading from Exodus when it says, you shall not molest or oppress an alien because you were aliens once yourselves in the land of Egypt. So it talks about those who came into a situation in which it didn't seem that they belonged. And we seem to forget that a lot of times. In fact, I think a lot of times we dress up some of our family history uh, to trumpet up to be some things that sometimes it really isn't. But he goes on to talk about not doing extortion to the poor and not treating them shambly because the Lord listens. In fact, in another place, the Psalms tell us the Lord hears the cry of the poor. Blessed be the Lord. But it really comes down to this definition of who's my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? And we like to define that. We like to define it politically. We like to define it with religion. Uh, But none of those things mean anything when it comes to the scriptures because God's teaching goes way beyond organized religion, goes way beyond political preferences, uh, and goes to the heart of the matter, which has to do with love. And so I keep repeating to our congregations, because I repeat to myself, that they'll know we are Christians by our. It can't just be a mental thought. But love's tough. In fact, a quote that I read this week that says, love works for those who work at it. Those of you who have been married more than five minutes <laughs> know what that means. You've got to work at it. Well, the same thing is true when we talk about loving our neighbor. Remember, Christ never said, like your neighbor as I like you. Love one another, like one another as I have liked you. No, he said, love one another, which means we don't think about it very often that we need to love people we don't like. Christians ain't very good at that. And so the gospel that we have today is under the section of Matthew's gospel that says the greatest commandment. So the the scholar of the law that asked Jesus this question was to test it, but he was really trying to get a direction from Jesus on how he should really be responding. She says, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And so what Jesus recited to him, that was the Shema. You shall love the Lord your God with your heart, your soul, and your strength. That was, that's Jewish, basic Jewish teaching, the Shema. But whenever you ask Jesus a question, he always gives you a lot more than you bargained for. He said, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself, and the whole law and the prophets, this sums it up. This sums it up. So taken apart, it tells us that when we love God with our heart, soul, mind, it means it needs to be a passion of ours, not a religious duty, our heart. With our soul, it needs to come from the depth of who we are, not just going through the motions. And with all our mind, it means that it needs to be the way we think about things because we all know that how you think is how you wind up acting. 
That's why he says this is the greatest in the first commandment, but the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I do think we do that. I think that we hate our neighbor the way we hate ourselves. We live in a very unhealthy time. And we have people who have the, some of the worst self-concepts that have ever been in the earth. Young people who, who think terrible of themselves, young people who are taking their lives, young people who get confused a lot of other things, and it's because of the world that they're growing up in. And so they're, they're almost taught not to accept themselves, to find flaws in themselves, to, to think that they don't measure up. I know a lot of adults who are that way. I think I told you about a retreat my mother was on one time, and a women's retreat, and the director said, uh, gave a conference, and he said, now I want all you women to go back to your rooms, and I want you to uh, think of three gifts that God's given you, and then come back, and we're going to talk about it. So an hour later, these women came, all came back and sat in a circle in the room, and, and uh, the priest who was the facilitator said, okay, I want you to share, each one of you to share one thing that you think that God has given you as a gift. And they got to one woman, and she was silent. And he said, uh, let's say her name was Beulah. He said, well, Beulah, what, what's a gift that you think God gave you? And she was really quiet, and she said, I went back to my room, and I threw up. because God hasn't given me any gifts. This was an adult woman who raised a family. So the thing about loving our neighbor as ourself is, seems to be a pious, nice thing to say, but we need to take a look at what that really means. And when it comes to the idea about neighbor, it's everybody. And so when we take a look at that in terms of, for, for example, uh, the immigration issue, in the bulletin this weekend is a handout that I want you to take a look at, and the back side of it has the bishop's teaching on, uh, in the United States Catholic bishop's teaching about immigration. But this is a flow chart about legal immigration. Church is all for legal immigration, not illegal immigration. But well, you take a look at this flowchart, and you, if, you're, if you think that this is the way things ought to work, then you need to have your head examined. It's broken. In fact, when I preached about this seven years ago, or about seven years ago, yes, there was a woman sitting right about where Ike sat, and I noticed her really paying a lot of attention to me when I was preaching. I was a little nervous. And afterwards, she stopped me out in front of these doors, and she said, I'll tell you from personal experience, she was from England. It took her 10 years to get into the United States. She had advanced degrees because of this system. And she was somebody who had skills. She wasn't fleeing anything. So I want you to take a look at it, but it's part of a larger picture about who we believe our neighbors are. We, we are all about taking care of our own if they look like us or if they're people that we know. But that's not what the gospel says. That's not what the gospel says. And so, as we take a look at this last week about life issues, it's about all life is sacred, but all people are sacred. 
And as I mentioned to you two weeks ago, we will never look anybody in the eye that God doesn't love or that hasn't been made in God's image and likeness, no matter what they've done, no matter where they're from. Now, is that easy to wrap your brain around? No. Are there people that I have a hard time with? Yes. You're, they're probably not here tonight. Uh, okay, Chris, maybe you, but I'll talk to you after Mass. I'm not saying it's easy, but Jesus didn't say, follow this because it's easy. He didn't say, as I've said before, because I say it to myself all the time, he didn't say, be nice, because I don't think the word nice is even in the scriptures. But what he did say was to love as we have been loved, which is unconditional. So as we end this five weeks of looking at life issues, we realize that they're a lot broader than we've ever realized. God's teaching is absolutely consistent on this. And so as we strive to wrestle, and we all have parts of this that are hard for us to deal with, but as we continue to wrestle with what this means about having a consistent ethic of life, we realize that sometimes it's a lot easier to love the God we can't see and ignore the people that we can see. The people that we can see are examples of the God we can't see. We ask God to continue to help us to grow in age, grace, and wisdom as he did so that we can really respect life. Together now, let us stand and profess the faith that holds us together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of all earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Praying that we will continue to be formed into the mind of Christ, we offer these prayers to our loving God. Today's response is teach us to love. For our church, completing the Universal Synod in Rome, grant unity and faithfulness to the gospel as we move forward. Help us all to learn, we pray to the Lord. Teach us to love. As we bring Respect Life Month to a close, do not let reverence for your great gift of life fade from our hearts and minds. 
deepen our commitment to prayer and action, that together we work for a more consistent ethic of life from conception to natural death for all. We pray to the Lord. Teach us to love. We implore the intercession of our Blessed Mother, the Queen of Peace, for the protection of all life in areas of war and violence, and particularly in the continuing conflicts in Israel, Palestine, Africa Central, and South America, and in Ukraine. We pray to the Lord. Teach us to love. In this Mental Health Awareness and Suicide Prevention Month, give mercy and relief to those who struggle and grow in us the ability to listen with a compassionate heart. We pray to the Lord. Teach us to love. Lord, we pray you expand our definition of who is my neighbor. Take us beyond the neighbors whom we like, agree with, or who look like us. Convert us to love all who are created in the image and likeness of God. We pray to the Lord. Teach us to love. For the poor, the lonely, the outcast, the one who is afraid or angry or mentally disturbed, or the one who never fits, is never asked or thanked or invited, for the ones who are wronged or taken advantage of, for those who today are hungry, who today are homeless, and who today will take their own lives. We pray to the Lord. Teach, Teach us, us to love. And for all who need healing and hope, Father Bob Chamberlain, Dwayne Chamberlain, Rachel Englehart, Roger Coster, Vernel Mihi, and Dan Stewart. For Darla Hankins, Leo Helley, Craig Klusner, Brittany Lansing, Julie Schechtman, Diane Eulenkamp, and Jody Vorwald. Bonnie Hayes, Annis Kenny, Geraldine Olinger, Karen Recker, Nancy Smith, Connie Ross Steger, and Howard Weldon. For Lori Gerhardt, Samantha Putz, Sandy Schomer, and Mary Zittergreen. We pray to the Lord. Teach us to love. We pray for our family, relatives, and friends who have died. For all who have died by violence, and for Barbara Funnell, sister of Ann Gibney and Dennis Clark, Bernita Mosier, mother of Carmen Payne, grandmother of Katie Schulte, Jermaine Vorwald, mother of Jeff Burley Vorwald. Grant them eternal peace and consolation and hope to their families. We pray to the Lord. Teach us to love. Loving God, we thank you for your gift of life. Help us to remind ourselves always that that gift is to be used to bring glory to you with those with whom we live and work. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. As we present our offerings, please join in singing the cry of the poor on page five of your worship aid, the cry of the poor.
pray, friends, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands, the praise and the glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Look, we pray, O Lord, on the offerings that we make to your majesty, that whatever is done by us in your service may be directed above all to your glory, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and ever faithful God. For you have given us Jesus Christ, your Son, as our Lord and our Redeemer. He always showed compassion for children and for the poor, for the sick and for the sinner, and he became a neighbor to the oppressed and the afflicted. By word and deed, he announced to the world that you are our Father and you care for all of your sons and daughters. And so with all the angels and saints, we exalt and bless your name and sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. O God, who love the human race, and who always walk with us on the journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son, present in our midst when we are gathered by his love. And when, as once for the disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, we ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord, Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread and said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, gave you thanks, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many so that sins may be forgiven. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith.
Therefore, Holy Fathers, we celebrate the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Savior, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand. We proclaim the work of your love until he comes again, and we offer you the bread of life and the chalice of blessing. Look with favor on the oblation of your church, in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us. And grant that by the power of the spirit of your love, we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your Son in whose body and blood we have communion. Bring your church, O Lord, to perfect faith and charity, together with Francis our Pope and Thomas our Bishop, with all bishops, priests, and deacons, and the entire people you've made your own. Open our eyes to the needs of our brothers and sisters. Inspire in us words and actions to comfort those who labor in our burden. Make us serve them truly after the example of Christ and at his command. And may your church stand as a living witness to truth and freedom, to peace and justice, that all people may be raised up to a new hope. Remember John Nikolai and all of our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. Grant also to us when an earthly pilgrimage is done that we may come to an eternal dwelling place and live with you forever. There in communion with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the apostles and martyrs and all the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And Let us offer each other a sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be new. As we come to the table, please join in singing Hail Mary, Gentlewoman, on page six of your worship aid. Hail Mary, Gentlewoman.
Let's stand and conclude our prayer. May your sacraments, O Lord, we pray, perfect in us what lies within them, that what we now celebrate in signs we may one day possess in truth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go in peace, glorifying the Lord by our lives. Thanks be to God. During the month of the rosary, join, please join in singing Song of Mary on page 7 of your worship aid. Song of Mary. Mm -hmm. 